Hello, welcome to the Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center. We're about to look at all the events from around the world this weekend. We're going to look through the lists of armies that either went 5-0 or 4-1 at two-day match play AOS standard events. That's 2,000 points uh, with very little to no comp. Uh, we had 163 players playing across three countries this weekend across five events, which is cool. If you'd like to go and find out about any of the stats, you can go to thehonestwargamer.com. And you can look at the stats tab and look at how different factions, armies, and players are performing around the world. If you've played in a two-day event, your name will feature in there. So congratulations to you. Before we do any of that, though, we're going to talk about our list of the week. Our list of the week. And our list of the week is from Du Bois, which will be the first event that we look at today. And this features Garth. Uh, this is from Garth Scannell. It's a Fire Slayers list. So if we just take a moment to look at it. He's got a Greyfeard Fire Slayers army. He's got two Auric Flame Keepers, a Battlesmith, and a Battle Mage, and then a Rune Lord, two times 30 Volkite Berserkers, 10 Volkite Berserkers, a Runic Firewall, Molten Infernoth, and Soul Screen Bridge. Now, I do talk about this later on in this video, so you can find out about that. But that's our list of the week. It's really cool. There's some really standout ones as well. Loads of Ripodactyls, some Beast of Nurgle spawn, uh, spam, sorry. Loads to look at. Really fun. Um, hope that you enjoy the video, and here we go. <laughs> the first event we're going to look at is Du Bois. Du Bois is, happens in New York. Specifically, it happens here, just in West Henrietta. Uh, I think off like Fifth and Main. <laughs> that sounds American uh, <laughs> to me. <laughs> so this is where the event is held. Du Bois is our largest event this week, um, consisting, of, consisting of 66 players in New York, USA. Now, uh, Du Bois is actually a bit of a cutthroat event. It's on the East Coast, obviously, and uh, it's full of like some really competent players. I know it's an event that happens every single year. It also hosts 40K and I think also Warhammer Fantasy Battle events at the same time, which is cool. Uh, so like, if you get the opportunity to go to Du Bois, go to an event there, then you should. Now, if we look at the 5-0s, uh, if we get into the 5-0s and look at that, you can see that there were two 5-0s at this event. Uh, Joanne Noah Singh, a member of Team America, a good personal friend of mine, and also a local New Yorker taking out the event, making sure he protects it. And then Brian Seaman. Brian, I don't know you. I'm sorry. I'd love to get to know you. Also going 5-0 with his Iron Jaws blood tooths. If we take a look at the lists, don't forget this will be post-FAQ. Now, when you listened to the show last week, you would have heard about the Iron Blaster Menace. There was actually an Iron Blaster list at this event. We'll talk about that more in a bit. But it only went 4-1, and it was Noah's army that ended up beating that list. So what was it? Well, it's the most successful army in the game. It's Beast of Chaos, uh, played by uh, one of the better players in the world, uh, a world's player, Jivan Noah Singh. Uh, so... He was running Gav Spawn. He had a Dragon Ogre Shagoth as his, uh, with the artifact, the Tanglethorn Familiars. He had a Zangor Shaman um, on, of Beast of Chaos, uh, a Great Brave Shaman, and a Slave Startless Demon Prince with a Mark of Corn. I assume, because the new Slave Startless book is kind of in a purgatory at the moment, rules wise, we don't know if it's in effect or not in effect right now. So, um, in this particular event, it was in effect and therefore uh, it reduced the charge ranges of stuff, which is very, very effective uh, for this army. Then 30 Zangor, uh, which is 60 wounds with a 4-up rally, no change there, 525 points um, in Expert Conquerors. So, they're going to count as 90 on an objective. Uh, then he had 10 Gore, 10 Gore, and then two units of six Zangor Enlightened on discs of uh, Beasts of Chaos. Now, one of the things to talk about there is I'm pretty certain that those Zangor Enlightened since the Zinch update uh, are better than they've ever been. 
They used to do re-rolls. Um, and yeah, just super, super good. So an incredibly good list. Oh, they're in Bounty Hunters as well, by the way. Uh, so an incredibly good list played by a really, really good player. Uh, doing very well. I'm unsurprised. I'm really happy for Noah. Really, really happy for him, and he should be super chuffed with himself. Uh, so excellent work there, because he had a tough, he had a tough path to victory as well. So, uh, and then um, our second place, but still in the 5-0 bracket, uh, Brian Saman was running Iron Jaws, and it was Blood Tooths, which means Gorgrunt is a battle line. He then had a Uruk Weird Ob Shaman with the Foot of Gork and a great big green hand of Gork. Uh, then he had a Mega Boss or More Crusher, um, and he had Fasten the Arcane Tome, and he had Basham Lads uh, as a spell, which is an AoE uh, 16 inches, everyone gets plus one to wound. Uh, two War Chanters, and then some Gore Grunters, a six and two threes, and a Cronspine Incarnate of Gur. So unfortunately, it's a Cronspine list. But congratulations to him. Okay. So in the 4-1 section, uh, we've got like a very diverse set of factions, which is really cool. And those lists are very uh, diverse as well. Carl Ong of the Tough Crowd, uh, B's up, C's down. That's for Carl. Um, I think he also may have tuned in to check out some uh, some male-to-male bonding recently. Uh, Carl was running a double double ironclad list. So two ironclads in Caradron Overlords in Barrack Zilfin. Aethercast, hey, guys, I got you. Um, and he was using a Purple Sun. So the Purple Sun, you deploy that into your opponent's territory, then minus one to their saves. That takes most of your guns up to Ren 2, and it's a really strong alpha. You do lots of damage at range, which is really cool. Uh, his only loss was actually into Nate Trentinelli, the poster boy for Age of Sigmar. Uh, I think it's official that that's true now. Um, uh, one of the uh, most uh, beautiful people in the world. Uh, Maybe his brother's more beautiful, I don't know. Uh, but Nate um, was running Nighthaunt with a Cruel Gas Cruciator, so uh, you can't change their save. That Ren doesn't apply. That's where... Oh, sorry about that. Uh, that's where Carriage and Overlords tend to fall down. There we go. Uh, then Gareth Scannell was running a super cool Fire Slayers list. Super cool. So he had a double Flame Keeper in his list. So Flame Keepers are uh, like heroes for Fire Slayers. And when a fire slayer model dies in range you get to kind of like go up to a total of six and if you get to six you get to apply these buffs on um and he had two flame keepers as well one of them is to add plus one damage to your melee attacks to a unit which is really cool uh, he then had a battlesmith and obviously the battlesmith gives you a four up rally as well and the norsidian icon which is a four up ignore spell um kind of like ability or artifact so that's great i love that uh, then he had the battle mage uh, as well in his list from the realm of Gur, so he's got plus two to his charge um, from the battle mage. This is going to work in conjunction with the rune that you can hit, so you get an additional plus two to your charge. So for plus four to charge, that's going to be really useful because he's got the soul screen bridge. So he can cast the soul screen bridge, put one of his two units of 30 Volkite Berserkers across the bridge, charge in with plus four to charge potentially, uh, and then if anyone dies, he's going to be able to four up rally and also. Um, use all the special abilities coming out of the Flame Keepers. So two units of 30 Volkites in there as well, with a Runic Firewall and Molten Infernoth. What a rad list. Absolutely love that list. That's super cool. Very unique. So this is Garth Scannell. I haven't seen this list uh, very uh, commonly. I haven't seen this around a lot at all. Really fun little uh, change up. Using those Flame Keepers, which I didn't think we would see much of in the list as well so really like that list from garth really really fun uh levin uh was running 
uh, <laughs> Beast Corps Raiders, but he wasn't. He was running. He was running uh, Ogre Moor Tribes, and he was running Underguts, and he was running four Iron Blasters. But he had no Noblars. Uh, interestingly, no Noblars. Uh, Nate Trentinelli was running Nighthaunt Scarlet Doom. Nice little mixture of units for Nate. Uh, Cruel Gas Cruciator, two Spirit Torments, uh, three units, uh, sorry, two units of Blade Guys Revenants, and the kind of Nate Trentinelli like, um, kind of like TM is this nine Spirit Hosts that he has in the middle. Uh, two units of ten Chain Rasps and two units of five Hex Wraiths. So he's got a lot of like different options on what he wants to do with these units here. Some are in Bounty Hunters, specifically the Hex Wraiths uh, and the Blade Guys Revenants, and then some are in Expert Conquerors, so those are the Chain Rasps, uh, which you're really going to ignore the Chain Rasps. It's just 10 Chain Rasps, right? They're 110 points, but they're going to count as 30 on an objective. Um, but the Blade Guys Revenants are going to do the Mortal Wounds when they charge in, but the Spirit Hosts are going to tank for those characters so well. Like, it, it's, it's a super clever list. Uh, Rally works really well on the Spirit Hosts as well, in my opinion. So yeah, really like that. That's really fun. Uh... Anthony Trentinelli really showcasing the new points drop that you get for um, the Gloomspike Gits. So he's got Kragnos in his list, a Madcap Shaman, a Lubos, and Giant Cave Squig. Uh, and then he's got um, he's got two lots of 20 shooters, so they're very cheap now. And then he's got 36 Squig Herd and 24 Squig Herd. So uh, a double reinforced and a single reinforced unit. This takes him up to... Uh, and then two units of Sneaky Snufflers. This takes him up to 212 Wounds. And don't forget, Kragnos is in there as well, taking up 720 points. So he's got all that additional charging, so that 3d6 charging on Kragnos, and he's got the 4-up rally on those units of um, uh, Squig Herd. Now, I know for a fact, I'm pretty certain that at Castle Con, very recently, uh, I think Anthony uh, played against Gavin, who was running uh, an almost identical list or similar list. So now he's been able to take advantage of that and kind of showcase and use that. So that's really fun to see. Really love that. That's really fun. Uh, a cool Storm Drake list uh, with Gotrek in it uh, was being run by David Clam. Uh, so some, some Storm Drake guard and uh, Gotrek. Love Gotrek back in the meta. Absolutely love him. Uh, is Archeon killable in the new Slaves to Darkness book? Great question. Um, I think Gotrek's really got his place. Um, is 4 plus rally, I'm being asked in the chat, the new hotness? It feels very strong. It just is very strong. So the answer is yes. 4 plus rally is wildly strong. Um, because imagine all of, like, you could take the Emerald Life Swarm to potentially heal D3 wounds in the hero phase. Or you can rally, <laughs> like, half of a dead unit on a 4 plus. Like, one is just so much stronger than the other. And the 4 plus rally normally comes at free in some car. Uh, yeah, like. Um, so then Ryan Muskoff uh, is running Maggotkin of Nurgle. Droning Guard. And he was running. This is from a Wicked Dicey. It's a Ryan. Uh, it's a cool list, actually, in my opinion. It's got some fun stuff in there. Lord of Afflictions. Um, and then Blobe, Epidemius. Never see Epidemius. And Orgots. Puskal Blight Lords. Some Plague Drones. Rotmire Creed and some Nurglings. And a unit of Untamed Beasts. So like that. I like the Rotmire Creed as well. They're on order right now as well. I reckon three units of um, Rotmire Creed in an army is not a bad shout. Uh, then Slaves of Darkness but Old Book. Being run by Ridge Hanna from the Tough Crowd. Big shout out to Ridge Hanna. Love that guy. Um, and he was running uh, House of the Ever Chosen Sixth Circle. I know Ridge is really excited to try to use a new book at the minute, but he's using the old book right now. Um, and yeah, just a cool list. Archeon in that list as well. Uh, Travis Pearson was also running Ogre Moor Tribes. He was also using 
uh, four iron blasters. He had a stone horn, and then he had some uh, noblars in his list as well. So he didn't go fi uh, 5-0 with the noblar version of the four iron guts. So even noblars can lose, which is a surprise to me. Zachary McComb uh, was running, and as our last 4-1, was running a Sylvaneth um, Quantumine Incarnate list. So there we go. Uh, so well done to them. Uh, great event. The boys, uh, a absolute cast of players uh, in the 4-1 and 5-0 bracket. Uh, it seems like a great event. I'd love to go one year. Uh, shout out to the TOs. Hope everyone had a great time. Loads of love. So our next event is the Lost Legion GT 2022. This is organized by the Lost Legion Gaming Club based in Geelong. Go Geelong Cats! <laughs> organized by Coots who is, and I've been told several times to mention this by different people who've DM'd me, an incredible TO, a wonderful human being, and an even better representation of the hobby than anyone else can be. So shout out to Coots and everyone who attends his events in Geelong, which is just outside Melbourne, actually. It's on the beachfront. I don't know why you don't go. Look how lovely it looks. It's, uh, oh, no, that's not that. It's this, this. This is where it is. Look at this. The Asplanade. Um, you could have gone here, right? and you would have got to look at this lovely tree line. It would have looked really cool. Loads of stuff uh, for the podcast people. Just imagine, imagine a palace, a beautiful scene, a wonderful place to play Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go look at the results. So there were at this event thirty-two players uh, in Australia. So we're over in Australia right now, and it was won by Pat Nevin from the Measured wargaming people uh they have a youtube channel and potentially a podcast if you'd like to go check it out pat was running ogremore tribes and he was playing in underguts um he had a tyrant with the command trait killer reputation for two names one of them made him a monster uh so that's a brawler guts and the other fate seeker gave him a three up armor save uh, he had the gruesome trophy rack which means units wholly within 12 inches get plus one to hit against monsters or heroes he then had a slaughter master with blubber grub stench which turns rhinox units wholly within 12 inches into monsters uh for the purposes of charges and counting for objectives uh and probably everything else that you can uh, and then a fire belly which is a nice little inclusion with billowing ash <laughs> billowing ash um and that's uh, like minus one to hit uh, to units within range. Then he has a unit of ogre gluttons, a uh, unit of six, so uh, a unit of six iron guts, four iron guts, sorry, four iron guts, and then a unit of four uh, lead belchers, making out all of his uh, battle line. And then he had four iron blasters and two units of 20 noblars. So he went 5 0. The iron blasters doing well again. Absolutely again. But a slightly different list to what we've seen previously. The inclusion of the fire belly. Maybe some uh, very interesting tech. Um, the Tyrant with some different names is really fun as well. Uh, no 4 plus rally uh, in this army, <laughs> uh, which is good. Uh, and it was all in a double battle regiment for very low drops. So uh, expect to see that. So that was our 5 0. Congratulations to Pat for winning the event. All right, let's take a look at the 4 1s. And it is a classic Australian list of 4 1s where everything is something other than what you expect it to be. We'll start with Luke Forrester, actually. This is probably the most similar to what we've seen. Mirroring Carl all the way in the USA, uh, representing model citizens. He was running a Carriage and Overlords Barrack Zilfen list. He had an Aether Chemist, a Navigator, and an Admiral. He had uh, four lots of 10 Arconaut Company, or maybe it's three units of 10. Uh, three units of 10. And then two Ironclads. 
and a unit of Gunstruck Thunderers again. But this time, we have no Endless Spell on the list, just a double battle regiment. So, we just have uh, those two Ironclads doing all the work again. Kind of makes sense. The Carriage Overlord's army is a really interesting army like to like build lists around because you think, okay, I need the big piece, which is the Ironclad. Um, and then why not just take two effectively? Because everything else just doesn't do as much work as them. Uh, so yeah, absolutely uh, great. Absolutely great uh, list there. Now, flipping the script, Joel. Uh, now I know Joel Joel talked online about running uh, lists similar. When the new FAQ or the new Battle Scroll changes, change some of the points in Stormcast Eternal, Joel was actually really excited because lists that he was already running or working on got better or effectively cheaper this is a classic games workshop don't really know what the hell is going on situation um and joel really proving that so he had a stormcast eternals list in hallow knights um uh, that in stormkeep as well so he has Gardas for that five up ward as well as everything else he brings along and then karazai the scarred so one of the big dragons he got 50 points cheaper in the in the update so he's in there as well 550 points now there are some other characters but let me just talk about what karazai works with karazai works with that unit of six praetors at the bottom there which again got cheaper in the update so the six praetors plus karazai all got cheaper and they provide uh, karazai with a three plus ward uh, but on a five plus then so sorry a three up bodyguard so on a three or a dice roll of a three or a four they take the damage but on a 5+, plus, they just provide a ward safe to Karazai, which is very, very effective, in my opinion. Uh, a unit of two Dracothian Guard Formulators as well. Then you had two units of five Liberators, and because they're in Stormkeep, uh, they're going to count as more on more on their home objectives, turns one and two. And then for the rest of the battle, they count as more on all the objectives. And then a unit of ten Vanquishers, which are actually a really interesting unit. They've got two attacks base, but if they fight in a unit of ten or more models, then they get an additional attack. And twenty or more models and two attacks, so they can have up to 40 attacks. I think it's threes and threes round one. And then he obviously has put them in Bounty Hunters, which is really clever. Uh, so that could be like 40 attacks damage too, which is genuinely very scary. Uh, and then he's got a Lord Castellant with the Arcane Tome and Celestial Blades. So that can potentially give plus one to wound to anyone, which again works really well on the Vanquishers. And really, um, uh, and then with plus one to hit, I think it would be twos and twos, rend one, damage two from 40 attacks is nuts. Uh, and then the Lord of Lictor with the Command Trait High Priest, so plus one, uh, to oh sorry a re-rollable prayer and a, a lord relictor it casts uh, prayers on a two plus as opposed to a three plus so it's a two up re-rollable and then he's got translocation so he can teleport one of these units around the board like it's just a great list it's a great list really cool very different as well we've seen loads of storm drake guard over the past few weeks but this is really great to see this um quite different list but now i read a lot of seraphon lists on the stat center it's fair to say i'm bored of them it's fair to say i'm bored of them and then when i look at sam morgan from the tough crowd uh representing seraphon uh, representing tough crowd as well uh, i think oh god here we go again but sam did not sam so just someone i'm a fan of uh did not uh, ever let me down so he's running fangs of sotek okay uh so this is anything with a skink keyword gets uh, additional movement at the start of the game um uh like and can yeah typical sam to be honest agreed he has sand star master and he's got the uh itchy grubs or the ixty grubs artifact uh and then the spell stellar tempest he's got a sink star priest with the arcane tome a ripodactyl chief with a serpent god dagger that's an auto slay artifact if it pops off a ripodactyl chief again source astroth banner bearer 
and then a battle mage from the realm of Gur. That's going to give you plus two to charge. And then he's got 20 skinks, 10 skinks, five Saurus Guard, and then three units of six Ripodactyl Riders, and then three units of three Ripodactyl Riders, and then the Burning Head. So the Ripodactyl Riders are in Bounty Hunters, these three units of six, and then um, his skinks are all in Expert Conquerors. Um, he popped a more crusher on the weekend. Oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing that the Ripodactyl Chief of the Serpent God Dagger killed a more crusher at the weekend. Um, so these are not the rock uh, Ripodactyls. Ripodactyls don't drop rocks. That would be the Pterodons. Ripodactyls are the more fighty ones, I guess. But they're very cheap. They're 85 points for three, three wounds apiece. I think they've got a five-up armor save, right? So they don't drop rocks. So these are the fighty versions. So I don't think I've seen anyone other than Sam playing with these. Hopefully Sam is going to make a video because he does have a YouTube video uh, show called the AOS List Labs. I encourage you to go check it out. And hopefully he talks about his experiences with this list because it's a great list. Um, it's very unique. It's very Sam and it's great. So but like all of the lists here being very interesting, Joel and Sam uh, mix it up. Then William Knight, love this guy. Soblight Gravelords representing model citizens. He had... Uh, a Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. This is in the Legion of Blood, by the way. Uh, Belladama and Big Drog Fork Kicker. Then he has three lots of ten Deathrock Scullions and some Direwolves. And then two times five Blood Knights. Love that. But it's the Big Drog Fork Kicker in there, which makes this list very cool and different. So the big uh, giant in the list, uh, bombing around with the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. Uh, and then the Blood Knights, which are very difficult. It's very tough to deal with the Blood Knights, which have got three up armor save and three wounds apiece, when you've got Big Drog and also the Vampire Lord running at you. Uh, he also won Best Painted, so I imagine it also looked fantastic as well. So that's everything at the Lost Legion GT. If you get the opportunity to go over to Geelong, or you get the opportunity to go over to any Australian events at all, I encourage you to do so. It's one of the most fun communities available uh, to go and play Warhammer in. I'll be there in January at the uh, Call to Glory event that's happening in CanCon. So if you'd like to say hi to me there, I'll be there. Uh, playing some games, I'll be playing. So it'll be fun to see everyone there. Our next event consists of uh, 23 players in England. This was happening in Stone Ferry in Hull uh, and was run by the Grand Alliance, Grand Alliance Friendship, uh, who are a team, I'm pretty certain, like, like maybe a club. They always have like really nice, colourful tops. Uh, they run a lot of events or they attend a lot of events together. It's really sweet. As you can see, they've got uh, some, some very cool uh, unicorn artwork there. Uh, so shout out to them. Um, they had, yeah, like I said, 23 players. And it was won by Baz. Baz doing really well with his Daughters of Cain running Marathi and the Bow Snakes. One of the things I think I kind of missed a little bit from the last Marathi and the Bow Snakes, this version of Marathi and the Bow Snakes, because there was a, a battle tome in between, changed the book, not at all, is that they did also get a four-up rally, which is a huge change, really. Uh, he also had, uh, so he had 15 Bow Snakes, Marathi, uh, and then he had um, 10 Blood Sisters, some Shadow Stalkers, a Melisai Iron Scale, all in Calibron, uh, with a Horogast, and then two units of Heart Renders in his list as well. So congratulations to him. Okay, so taking a look at the four ones, we've got Tom Marshall with an Iron Jaws Bloodtooth list, Joe Jackson with Lumineth Realm Lords list, Peter Twig with a Sylvaneth list. I mean, he's called Peter Twig, and he's running Sylvaneth. 
literally, what else could he run? Anyway, uh, Tom Marshall was running a Iron Jaws Bloodtooth list, which obviously makes the Corker on his battle line. He's got two units, six of those. But unfortunately, he was running the Crunchbine Incarnate, therefore it's a Crunchbine Incarnate list. Joe Jackson was running the Lubeth Realm Lords list, so this will be the new book, and it's pretty cool. He's running Eumetrica, which seems very popular at the minute, but not in the winning list, but like four ones, definitely. He had tech lists, Avalonor, so the big cow mountain, and an Alarith Stone Mage. He's got Unyielding Toughness and the Heartstone Amulet. And then he had uh, the Unbreakable Stoicism spell. So this Unyielding Toughness uh, means that one of the units of Stone Guard get an additional wound until the next hero phase. So he had two units of, um, I think, 10 Stone Guard. Uh, and then a unit of Blade Lords and the Rune of Petrification. The Rune of Petrification is obviously fantastic for doing mortal wounds. Really, really positive. The Stone Guard being able to ignore rend of up to two and also having a four up ward against mortal wounds while holding objectives make them amazing objective holders um so like really really positive and then techless just with all of the toolbox of stuff that techless is able to bring along with avalonor doing loads of damage it's just a super great list really fun really fun and then our silver death list run by peter twig uh has got a silver death heartwood arch rev warsong rev tree lord ancient then six kernoth hunters with great bows uh, two lots of tree revs and then six revenant seekers and the spite swarm hive. Uh, so I really like that unit of revenant seekers. I love seeing that on the board uh, and the spite swarm hive as well for the additional pluses to charge and then teleport in. Uh, the great bows for doing some great combat. Tree lord ancient for popping up a tree so you can teleport through it. Uh, Warsong revenant with spell singer to do some spells. I think FAQ'd so that you can't actually do it through uh, the tree anymore. Um, so that's quite interesting. And then the Archrev uh, for the plus one to wound uh, on there as well. And it got the Arcane Tome. So uh, looks like a great event uh, run by a really great group of people, the Grand Alliance, Grand Alliance Friendship people. So if you'd like to go and uh, hang out with them, they're very searchable online. It's quite unique, uh, all the pink and stuff. And I'll try and find a link to something I'll include in the show notes so you can find out. Uh, but yeah, cool. Our next event is the Cornucopia GT. 2022 held in the Washington in the United States of America. This was between only 12 players, uh, and it was uh, there was no five O's. But we had Mason Knox um, in the four one bracket, along with Jeremy Lemoy and Andrew Hare. So they're all four ones. So what was Mason running? Maggotkin of Nurgle, befouling host. I know what you're thinking. I think you could see some plague drones. Well, you'd be wrong. Or Pusco Blight Lords. Uh, so he had Horticulus Slimux. Um, who was his general. And then he had Sigvald as an ally, 205 points. Sigvald is making it in as an ally into a lot of Nurgle lists at the minute, just because he does he does so much output and is very, very cheap. And then he was running 10 Beasts of Nurgle, 10, and then four Cockatrices. No battalions, no artifacts, no command traits, Two named characters, ten beasts of Nurgle, and four cockatrices. Uh, the ho- <laughs> Horticulus Simux uh, gives plus one, uh, gives, does he give run and charge? Reroll charges, reroll charges to beasts of Nurgle in range. And I think he gives them plus one to hit as well. Uh, beasts of Nurgle, they do mortal wounds when they charge in and when they leave combat. And they've got a lot of attacks, so they've got a real ability to apply disease points to their army sure it's only an event with 12 players but it does show you that the memes can be dreams uh and i love to see it okay uh i like that you just need to bring four war scrolls to the table to play this list i agree um 
then Cities of Sigmar, uh, played by Jeremy Lemoy, uh, was a Hallow Heart list with a free guild general, uh, a battle mage on Griffin, a battle mage. And then he had some dread spears, two units of 20 crossbowmen, a unit of 10 protectors. That's a Stormcast unit worth 450 points. Uh, and then we've talked about protectors on the show before. They're just very tanky, two-up armor save, 51 attacks in combat, just nut stuff. Uh, and then Dracothian Guard Tempesters, which is a really great unit as well, again from Stormcast. And then the Purpose on a Sheesh and a Soul Screen Bridge. So he's got that ability to put the protectors in the middle of the board with the Soul Screen Bridge, uh, charge in uh, with the Dracothian Guard Tempesters, obviously shoot as well. Uh, the Purple Sun for reducing the armor saves of his opponent, as well as potentially doing some mortal wounds. And then he's got Free Guild Crossbowmen, for, uh, d which are a legitimately great unit for shooting at range uh, and wiping out screens or even just giving a weight of dice attacks. Really good into Nighthaunt as well. Then we've got an Ogre Moor Tribes list uh, being played by Andrew Hare. Andrew clearly wasn't able to find his fourth Iron Blaster. Was only able to take three in this list. Again, playing in Underguts. He had a Frostlord on Stonehorn with the Mount Trait Metal Cruncher. A Frostlord on Stonehorn with the Mount Trait Rockbane Elder. So one is doing Mortal Wounds at the start of the combat phase. The other is minus one to Wound. He's then got an Icebrow Hunter and then the Prayer. Um, sorry, then he's got a Slaughter Master with the Gruesome Trophy Track and the Blubber Grub Stench. Two units of Frost Sabers uh, as his battle line because his Icebrow Hunter is his general. And then um, a unit of Mournfang as well. So two Stonehorns, loads of shooting running across the board right absolutely fantastic three and three iron blasters is the narrative list i agree uh so just great nice seeing little events happen all around the world uh on to our next one our last event is the renegade uh renegade open uh organized in minneapolis minneapolis in minnesota over in the united states of america it had 30 players playing and it was, it looked like this. That's what it was. It was at this Crown Plaza Hotel. It was quite nice. Nice little place. Um, it was won by Mr. Joe Cryer. Uh, I love Joe. He's a great dude. Um, uh, with his Disciples of Zinch Hosar Karnam army. Uh, it's actually really fun. Joe messaged me before he went to this event with his list and said, what do you think of my, of my list? And I said, I think it's terrible. And then he's gone 5-0. So I love that. Love that for me. Uh, he was running Hotsar Karnam, which is an auto-unbind 1, 3, and 5. You also can take Screamers as battle line, but you haven't done that. He's got Gaunt Summoner on Disc of Zinch. He's got Karas Fate Weaver, a Magister on Disc of Zinch, and then a Flux Master with the Eternal Shroud, uh, which is quite important. And then the Magister on Disc of Zinch has got the Command Trait, the Arcane Sacrifice, which is going to become... That's actually very cool. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Then he's got two lots of 10 Ungor, 30 Karak Acolytes, and two lots of 10 Karak Acolytes. Now, the 30 Karak Acolytes can like, increase their rend because you can stack the spells from the Karak Acolytes onto one unit. So that unit of Karak Acolytes could have 30 shots that are rend three, which is obviously pretty brilliant uh, in his army. He's then got the Burning Sigil of Zinch, Umbral Spell Portal, Chronomantic Cogs, and this is a double battle regiment. The important part here is the Burning Sigil and also um, that... Uh, Magister on Disc of Zinch with Arcane Sacrifice. So the Magister's got a spell that can create a spawn uh, near a unit. So, But it's an 18-inch range spell. Arcane Sacrifice lets you add 9 inches to it, so it becomes 27 inches. 
So then you can create a spawn out of a unit to lock in a shooting unit, which is really good. Combine that with the Burning Sigil of Zinch, which has got a 27-inch threat range as well at the start of the game. Then you've got the real opportunity to lock your opponent down as you cast loads of spells with your army and then generate summoning points to put more bodies on the board. You've got Chronomantic Cogs, which you always are going to do with the Fluxmaster for generating lots and lots of uh, summoning points. And then you've got Chronomantic, uh, so with the Umbrella Spell Portal, then you've got Chronomantic Cogs, which is going to allow you all your casters to re-roll. So just really good. Really solid performance from Joe. He should be super proud of himself. Uh, and I'd expect the Zinch list and Zinch list like it to do really well in the future. Looking at the 4-1 bracket, uh, we've got Patrick Ottolino with his Lumineth Realm Lords, Cloyd with his Stormcast Eternals, Dave with his Cruel Boys, and then Derek Sebesta with his Disciples of Zinch. I mean, very exciting to get some big yellow Cruel Boys doing really well. Uh, our Stone Guard list, or our Lumineth list, was Eumetrica. Uh, we had two units of five and a unit of ten Stone Guard. Oh, sorry, two units of ten, two units of five Stone Guard. The Rune of Petrification featuring as well Stone Mage, Teclis, and Avlanor. So again... Avalonor, Teclis, Stoneguard, 4-1. Very, very comfortable. Uh, our Stormcast Eternals list is Hammers of Sigmar with a Battle Mage, a Celestine Prime, a Celestine on Star Drake with the Arcane Tome and the Master of Magic, then a Slan Star Master, and then uh, 2x5 Vindicators, some Forminators, the Everblaze Comet, and Horogast and some Vigilers. This is... Ladies and gentlemen, a bit of a Reign of Stars list. Celestine Prime doing the damage at range. Slan doing Comet's Call. Comet, uh, Everblaze Comet being cast. That's another um, uh, <laughs> Reign of Stars list out in the wild doing really well. And that's super fun. Our Cruel Boys list is Big Yellers. And it's got Gobsprack, a Snatcher Boss, and the Swamp Caller Shaman with a Pot Crop. Uh, and he's got two of those. Then 2 times 10 Gut Rippers. Two times ten Hobgrot Slitters, and then two times nine Manskewer Bolt Boys. So this is all about just pushing the Slitters and the Gut Rippers into the middle of the board to trade with them, and then shooting with your Bolt Boys, and then using the Snap Chaboss on Sludraker to potentially counter punch because it's a very killy unit, uh, and then Gobsprack for just controlling the magic phase. I think this going four one is amazing, and he should be super proud of himself. Uh, very very cool. Big Yellow's just really showcasing that they're probably the best sub faction when you take everything into account, just because of the additional range and also battle line being meaning that you can absolutely uh, get an economy of scale on your nine bolt boys. So instead of only being able to reinforce them to six, you can reinforce them to nine, which means you can when you apply the potion from the swamp caller shaman onto them, you just get more output. And then finally, another Disciples of Zinch list with a Curse Link, Fluxmaster, Gaunt Summon, and Kairos. Two units of 10 Zangor, some Screamers, Karakakaloids, and then a unit of Enlightened on Disc with Cogs and the Demonic Simularacum. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, you can see this a lot. Basically, everything in these lists is always focused around uh, getting summoning points with trading with Zangor, which are legitimately a threat at this point with a pair of Savage Blades. 50 attacks on the charge. Uh, are incredible um, as well as the mortal wounds that they can do at range he's got one two three four wizards in his list which means he'll roll eight dice in the hero phase and the four ups are going to be a mortal wound so four on average it's pretty cool okay that's it that's it that's it for today that's everything so not loads of not loads of results 163 uh players uh last weekend this weekend we've got 
uh, loads of team tournaments and stuff coming up. There was also uh, an event run by Games Workshop as well, like an invitational thing, which uh, we don't have any event information on, but they paired it weirdly, and it was uh, a double elimination bracket. But I do know Big Phil won the event, or did... I'm not sure. He did great, whatever the situation. Uh, so congratulations to him. What do I think of the event results? Well, more Iron Blasters have obviously featured, and I think they will continue to do so unless something is done about the threat. Start to see Zinch um, showcasing as well. Some really fun lists. I really like the Fire Slayer build. That was really different. Don't normally see that, which I really liked. Um, Zinch lists were all very diverse, and they were quite interesting as well. Really cool to see that. We had a, we had those couple of amazing lists in Australia where we had um, the Ripodactyls. It's just great. Uh, and then uh, Karazai doing really good. So, yeah, like diverse lists, different lists, and it's really fun seeing them happen all across the world. Again, events happening in the US, Australia, and England, just wicked to see. Absolutely um, love that, so really cool. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you'd actually like to look at the actual stats on how these armies are performing, you could go on to the honestwargamer.com and look at the stats tab, um, where Ziggy and Rob put all of that together, so thank you to both of them, as always. If you like the show, please support the show, like, comment, subscribe, join our Patreon, and thank you very much.